And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode number 67 today. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Old Bridge Pizza. Shout out to our guys over at Old Bridge Pizza. And also shout out to our guys at Chaos Gym, located behind Comfy on 516. Uh, Breast Cancer Awareness event coming out October 18th. Come out, support. Um, it'll be held where they're located outside um, of Comfy, behind in the build, the TAM building behind it. So uh, come show, show support and uh, 50% off your first month and also your first class free. So uh, three classes a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So come over and uh, try it out. All right, let's get into the week five recap of the uh, fall season for the Bear Down Sports Association Flag Football League. As always, Brandon Kurtzman joined by Tommy Savaro. Of course, I'm TJ Savaro. Let's uh, get into the, the games. Let's start off early. Do we have anything we want to say before we get into the games? The last couple of weeks are going to be super exciting. going to be a lot of teams fighting for playoff spots at the bottom, a lot of jostling for position at the top. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the season unfolds. Could we go over the standings before we get into the uh, into the recap? I know you'll pull them up right now, Kurtzman. I just want to just get you know everyone a good feel for where teams are at after the uh, the you know the halfway mark of the season. So. Yeah, so we just posted them before under the week six results. So in first, the Lions five and zero, Falcons second five and one, Dolphins third five and one, Cardinals three and two, Panthers fifth at three and three, Patriots two and three all the way to six two and zero oh, since the bye. Uh, Seahawks two and three at seventh, Bills two and three at eighth, and the teams looking up trying to make the playoffs still are the Bucks two and four, the Packers one and four, and the Ravens zero oh, and six. All right, let's get into the. Uh, Dad, do you have actually do you have anything you want to say before we uh, before we get into the recap here? Uh, you know what? We got to the field early, and I like watching players how they warm up. Like I watched Sobers go out there. Doesn't go out there with a the ball. He surveys mm-hmm. the field. He kind of looks left, looks right. To me, it looks like you know he he's he's seeing the field. He's 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 visioning what can happen during the game. I think, um, and I also want to just give a quick shout out. I think Giuseppe was there. At 9 a.m., he was he was there like three hours before he's the game. He's just feeling the vibe. And, of the, yeah, the, the, and listen, doing his warm ups. So. Yeah. Uh, see, to I me, need that not get there early. Preparation is everything. You know what it is about this league? You have game film. It's at the ready for you. Anyone could look at game film and and prep for the for the you know the teams that they're gonna play. I don't see how they don't do it or how they don't use it. No, I think most do though. I really do believe that. I do think most teams look at the film and they look. Uh, they prepare for the other uh, for the other teams that they're about to play. So I think you'd be stupid not to. Yeah, I, my, what I'm trying to say is like looking at players get there early and prep for the game, and, and if you're looking at film and you know how to attack a team, preparation is everything. The good teams you'll see are prepared. All right, let's uh, let's get into the week five recap. We'll start with the ten o'clock games. Kurtzman, you played at the ten o'clock slate. Um, let's talk a little bit about about your game. How do you think that uh, How do you think that one went? Um, I think that we came out really slow, sleeping, uh, true, popping out a little late to the game. Uh, but we were able to survive a first first play disaster, 45-yard touchdown, never the way you want to start a game. But we stayed calm, we stayed composed, had a halftime lead, came out, stretched the lead to two touchdowns uh, right out of the second half. And we were able to hold, hold on late. Um, they scored one late to make it a one-score game again and uh, gave themselves a chance to at least try to get the ball back with some time remaining. Um, thought we executed pretty well on offense. I felt like I was in a really good groove, um, getting where I wanted to get. We used the run a lot this week. I saw some, I saw some stuff in film that I knew we could get the run going with me, and uh, it showed I had like eighty something rushing yards. So I just think 
It was a good overall team win. A lot of contributors. Rajo with a touchdown. Mike, five catches uh, and a touchdown. Um, Dean, a couple catches. Scott, a couple catches. Everyone really got involved. Jarward, a couple catches also. Um, my team stepped up online also. No ret this week. So uh, Dean and Connor. Jarward took a break on offense at one point because we really were holding it down the offensive line. So I just want to shout out my team. Played a really good team win without two of our key players. Dad, I know you. we talked about it on the podcast uh, last time. Joe Piscopo hit you up to uh, give him suggestions on how he should approach playing against Kurtzman's team. Uh, do you think the Cardinals took your advice? And if not, what did they do wrong that you wanted them to do? Execution. It's all about execution. I, I didn't like who they played on certain people. I didn't like the, uh, some of the coverages and, and, and the way they they set up where they were going to attack. It just it didn't work. Um, the idea was right. The execution was wrong. So what you what did you tell him? What was your advice to him? I'm not gonna say. That, that's that's private conversation for us from, between me and Joe. Why the game's over? I know. Okay, okay. You that's a good part that you should definitely divulge that on the podcast. Okay, <laughs> like that should definitely come out. I, so I, I ask you the question. <laughs> I, listen, I know I know that uh, you know Danino is one of the better receivers in the league, and it's no secret that Kurtzman favors him. And with uh, Julius out, I expected Kurtzman to look for. Um, Danino. So I said, let's get a man on him. But it should have been their best athlete. The, the, the guy covering him was not up to the task. Uh, and, and also they had Joe over the top, Ivanak over the top. So for the most part, Joe was going to be on that side of the field all the time. I told them put their best pass rusher on the same side as Danino. This way it forces Kurtz from the other way, make it a little uncomfortable for him to throw across his body. Um, what happened was Danino, right, first of all, he got a five-yard cushion, which you can't do. He should have been. He had a free run off the line every snap. Can't do that. You got. You got to play up on him, jam him. If anything, take away the middle because that's what he was doing. He's coming right across the middle on almost every play. Force him to the outside where you have the, the double over, or, you know, over the top. So there was really basically with, with, with Mike coming across the middle on a free run on every snap. He, he has no double coverage there. because he's beating his man, who's playing five yards off. And then you got Ivanak, who's 10, 15 yards back, not able to come up and cover him coming across. So that was total disaster in that part. See, that's good analysis. That's why I wanted you to, um, I wanted you to say that. Because I think, you know, that you make a really good point having your best edge rusher come off on the same side as the other team's number one wide receiver. Now, obviously, if he goes, if he extends too much, Kurtzman could have easily just stepped up into the pocket, slid whichever direction needed to to square himself up and still deliver well, the ball the to Mike. Well, the things you want to make him but uncomfortable. It may, yes, it throws off the timing and makes him more uncomfortable, so right. I do agree with that. I think the Cardinals, you know, they fought tough in this one. I, I think they're a formidable opponent. I don't think – I think if that game is played ten times, I don't think – I am not. I wouldn't – I don't think the Lions win all ten times. So I do think that there is a path to victory for the, uh, for the Cardinals there. But Kurtzman – um, you said you wanted to get on us about you know picking picking against you. Um, here's the floor is yours. No, I just think that um, we were. I was way better equipped to go out and win this game. I think you guys were foolish for picking against my team, but I understand we were we were a little undermanned. But we got next man up mentality, and everyone stepped up big. Um, Rajo had my the most targets on the team. They get eight or eight or nine targets on the game. So I'm not afraid to throw the ball. I'm not afraid to throw the ball to anyone on my team. I think everyone's capable on my team making plays. Um, one thing I want to see about the Cardinals though. Rushing two, I don't know if that works for your defense mm. because I had a lot of time to throw and my guys were, ma- were able to get open. And also just when you guys were saying about 
um, pressing up and at least jamming at some of the line. That's just so important, especially if you have a guy over the top. Like, it's okay to get beat because you know at least someone right. is there. But on top of that, I, when, I, when we play, I have my corners pressed because I think that even just making the guy, instead of having the guy able to just run straight off the line and do whatever he wants to do, even him having to just stay at the line for a second and, like, try to make the moves to get around the guy, it throws off the timing of the play. It gives the quarterback an extra half second Absolutely. less to get the ball off. I think all those things are very important. And I don't know if you watch the film, you'll see my team do it every week. One thing else I wanted to – one other thing I wanted to point out about the um, about the Cardinals was their snaps were a thousand times better this week. Like, yeah, I saw like only it, one or two. It was one or not. two bad ones, but that's going to happen throughout 100%. the course of a game. Last week it was way too consistent. We called it out on the podcast, and they cleaned it up. So – I do want no, to shout give out them, to James I, though. Yeah, because I, I he, do, he stuck with the center. Yes, I do want to shout out James for that because he definitely it was a complete one eighty. Hundred percent. So, um, anything else on this game before we do stats? Um, like you said, I think the Cardinals are a very formidable opponent. Um, they will be a tough out in the playoffs to whoever has to play them in the first round. Yeah, I think Thompson Tompkins makes a big difference when he's on that field. Yeah, Absolutely. no, for sure, Tompkins does make a big difference for them. Um, but yeah, I think they're a good team. They showed it when how they played against Augie. They played very well against me. They had a chance to win. They they were down seven with a little over three minutes to go, and we got the stop and were able to get the ball back. But I was they were they played well. Can I make a point? I thought the difference maker in this game was Jawal. Yeah. I thought he was a road grader. I thought he was excellent uh, pass blocking, run blocking. Uh, he, he cleared a path for, for Kurtzman. For, your uh, one of my touchdowns, yes. Yeah, I mean he. You know what? You like I said, you established dominance on the line. And, and, and good things are going to come your way. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, true. Jarwar, Dean, Connor all played phenomenal on the line for me. I thought I felt like I had all day to throw, and um, I, we executed very well. So. All right, let's do stats. For my team, the Lions, Mike, five catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Rajal, four catches, 33 yards, and a touchdown. True had one catch for 23 yards. Uh, Dean, three catches, 28 yards. Played a hell of a game on the offensive line for us. Jarwar, two sacks, and also had two catches. Scott, um, two catches, 15 yards, made four fly grabs, two on the last series that was able to get them to give us the ball back. And Connor had a sack as well as three fly grabs. Fly grabbing super important. My guys at the lower end of the draft made a lot of plays for us. Um, for the Cardinals, Ed finished three catches, 86 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Spo, four catches, 49 yards, and a touchdown, and replaces Tompkins. Um, Kramer had four t- uh, three tackles. Drivenak had a sack late in the game. Douglas had three catches, 29 yards, and a touchdown. Also, um, Musi had a tackle. James had a, a catch, and Tyler Angel, two tackles as well. Joe finished 11-21, 166 yards, three touchdowns, seven rushes, 37 yards, and a touchdown. All right, let's get into the other 10 o'clock game, which was the Dolphins versus the Bucks. Kurtzman, I'll start with you. We just watched the film. Uh, what were your big takeaways from this one? Um, it honestly looked like the pressure for the Bucks D-line was getting its job done by getting to Sobes. But Sobes was just making all the throws he needed to make. Um, hit T.J. that deep. Um, T.J. said the king of the dive. Obviously, T.J. said dives even when he doesn't need to. He's, the, he's obsessed. To. With, I could have caught No, him. he's obsessed with full-out diving. He loves the full layout. I like that. <laughs> no, he... Uh, no, the Soaps was making all the throws he needed to make, was getting, getting the ball to Dylan, which is obviously should be primary uh, primary number one thing to do when you're playing in this league, get your team the best player on your team the ball. And Dylan did that. I know, it was terrible speaking, Jesus. Um, no, I just think that Soaps did everything he needed to do, but I like the way the Bucks defense played. Held a, held a, a Soaps-led offense at 24 points. is honestly pretty successful. Um they went over four on conversions. That could stood out to me. Um, for the Bucks, though, offensively, gotta give Joe more time. Felt like he was under pressure the entire clip that I just watched, and um, 
that needs to change. I'm not sure if it was the uh, the snaps look pretty good, so I think you just need to do a better job protecting him, giving him time to let the receivers uh, get open. I like the creativity on offense also. Kept me guessing what they were running at least. Sobes was uh, Sobes really good in this one. I also want to call out uh, Cody snapping a little bit. I think he needs to get his snaps a little bit down for Sobes. I think it was a lot of lollipops in this game on, on the snaps. But uh, Dylan was dominant. Three touchdowns I think he had. Yeah. He was dominant. Sobes looking for him in the red zone nonstop. Uh, really good plays by them. Obviously, you pointed out down the field, TJ made a diving effort. This one was kind of over quick. Um, it, it really wasn't much of a contest. Uh, the Bucks, I like you said, they were a little bit creative. They had Sam Allen throw some passes down the field. Billy looked good. Uh, he had that crazy touchdown off of the deflection. Um, but I just think, you know, you, you, you just said it while we were watching the film, Chris, I think Joe needs to get Mark a little bit more involved. Yeah, he wasn't touching the ball. Um, first couple weeks, we saw a lot of Mark usage in the passing game. Um, easy ways to just get in the ball, easy way to pick up yards. Mark's a big body, big target, a lot you can do with that. Um, I feel like Joe needs to go back to that if they want to start kind of getting back on offense and making plays and scoring points. Dad, what did you think about the game film we just watched? I Every time I look at Soap's play, it's like his eyes are always not looking downfield. I mean, he feels the pressure like no other quarterback, but his eyes are downfield. And, and that would make that's what makes him special. So you just the big takeaway was just so he's just a god. Yeah, and I need to see more <laughs> Billy Andrews catching the ball. That's what I need to see. What do you mean, as in targets? As a target. Okay. Mm-hmm. Billy only six seven targets this game, but I know his targets consistency week to week uh, has been a little. I think Michael um, Michael Leva as well. I, we I, need I, to see I, some shots down the field to Mike. I promised Billy I'd tell him I'd say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you also need to. Tar- I think there's more more plays down the field as well. Get Mark a little bit more involved. I thought the defense, they did as good of a job as you could do against Sobes. Just offense, they couldn't keep up. All right, give me the stats on this one, Kurtzman. All right, Sobes, 16 of 26, 184 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Dylan, seven catches, set, uh, 80 yards, three touchdowns. TJ Angstad, three catches, 58 yards, interception, and pass breakup. Uh, Lebo had a catch for eight yards. Cody, three catches, 23 yards. Sean, three catches, 27 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and Ryan Semino had a sack. For the Bucks, Joe finished 11-24, 137 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Mark, one catch, 15 yards, had two pass breakups to the line. Uh, Damian had three catches, 35 yards, and three sacks. Big day for Damian amongst the league leaders in sacks once again this season. Uh, Billy, four catches, 73 yards, and a touchdown. Also had two pass breakups. Uh, Sam Allen, two carries, 27 yards. And uh, Mike Leva, four catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. Also had an interception for the Buccaneers. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the 11-15 slate. Let's start with the Ravens versus the Bills. Let's start by saying this. We were hard on the Ravens, and it didn't work. No. <laughs> it um, didn't work. Um, we have breaking news for the preview pod. I'm not going to break it now on the, uh, on, on the recap pod, but in this game, the Bills, I thought did enough to win. I thought they looked better. I thought there was a lot. He he rolls. He, I'll say this. Suroff rolls right and throws right to Q 90% of the game. Like, if I'm... It, Dad, speaking to what, to what you were talking about before with the uh, with rushing the passer, I would 100%... Uh, I would 100% send, you know, the guy rushing towards whatever size Q is on because he loves to roll out and throw to Q. I think Zach Sheree made a huge impact in this game with two interceptions. Femi was a beast in this game. Yeah. Huge plays for them, you know, and to keep your season alive. This was a game to keep your season alive. I thought Amir did a really good job bringing the energy as well. Jake Coburn was into the game. 
uh, they were alive. They were into it. They practiced over, over their bye week. I think they came out and looked better. But, again, I will say this. I, I think Saroff did a good job of getting it to guys like Femi, throwing it a little bit more to Zach. Give, give Zach a chance to win some of these jump balls. Dad, we were talking about it during the game, and I think you were talking about it earlier before we started recording the podcast. Um, who was I think it was Dylan Perone was Dylan playing. Dylan Perone was saying 10 yards off, off of Zach and, and then snap the ball, drop another five. Just he's throw the ball to Zach. You, yeah, he's giving you a free 10 yards off the, right off rip. Snap, throw right to Zach, that's 10 yards given. I don't know why they weren't doing that. He's got he's got to look. He's got to survey the field. He's got to see what the defense is giving him. Yeah, I think quarterbacks need to do more than just call the play in the huddle and then go to the go to the line and snap it. If you see something you don't like, you gotta have. I'm not saying have calls, but I mean we're very lenient in the league. Like if you're the quarterback, you can kind of just run over to the receiver quick and be like, "Hey, I'm just gonna throw you the ball right away because the guy's playing ten yards off you." Yeah. Um, just little things like that. Survey the field when you get to the line of scrimmage. Um, there's obviously a play clock, but the refs are they're lenient at least in the first half. With it, in the second half, they're definitely gonna make you get out of the huddle and get plays off. But you need to survey the field because, like you just said, there's easy yards to be gained when corners are playing ten and then dropping five yeah. on the snap. Um. You can even get alignment out there and make it a nice a, a two-man screen. And listen, we know flag grabbing isn't always the greatest, and there's plays to be made when you're just running in space as fast as you can. There isn't there isn't much to say on the Ravens. Again, I thought um, the, I don't think their effort was poor. No, they I just gave think that they're all. I just think the execution is you know starts with Rob at quarterback. Yeah, it's some st- poor decisions. Poor decisions. Some, yeah. some early poor decisions. I think uh, Zach's talking shit got into his head maybe even just a little bit. And I think it's uh, it's time for a change on that team. I said that it's time it's time for them to go in a different direction. Yeah, I mean, listen, six weeks, still no wins. I think you have to. You got to switch it listen, up. There's still four games left. I, I think the three, the eight C will have two wins. I think you can get into the playoffs with two wins. So, be your goals. Just be one to know every week. That's what I always tell my guys. Get to one to know, and uh, they have another chance this week. They'll be um, I forget who they're playing, but. Also, game this week, you know, a chance to go out there and get win. I know I said it that Seraph was continuously targeting Q, but I want to shout Q out for continuously being open. Yeah, no, <laughs> he was he open does. the whole game. I don't know his exact stats, but do you, do you have his targets on this one, Kirsten? Can you tell me how many targets he had real quick? Only six. Oh, so maybe I'm off a little bit because I thought he had I mean, way he was more the than most six. On his team. I thought he had way he more. He had one thing. play called back, so that would be another target. That mm-hmm. it was, and it was a bigger play because of a holding. So. Can, can we sharpen up those snaps? It was a lollipop to, to serve off every mm. single snap. I mean, that's that a half a well. second. You're losing a half a second on for, every play. Even for serve just to look at the field. Yeah. Or, or survey the line, whichever you like to do first as a quarterback. That, um, that, that's got to be a sharp snap back to him. This way he's got the ball in his hands fast, and he can make his decisions yeah. Big win, big win for the uh, for the Bills. It was an m- absolute must win, and they came out and they got the job job done. Puts them at two wins now. Like Crispin said, eight seed. He thinks is going to be two wins. It, it could be three, but I think it could be also be two, depending on how the season. It, that could have clinched a playoff spot for them that game. Um, yeah, no, I put them in really good chance to make the playoffs going forward. Um, what I want to say is Liam Knowles played a very good game. Had a pick six. Yeah, um, he was playing line. He was snapping because he saw the snaps were not good. And he decided to step up and try new things. And they tried different things. Um, I am happy that people step up and do things like that. Your first-round pick, who is a receiver, goes in and snaps and starts blocking. Um, he did a really good job, and he brought the energy for them. I am disappointed that they were unable to come out with a victory. But I know that they have some different plans for next week. Um, and, yeah, I hope that they turn it around as they get a couple wins to end the season. All right, let's do stats on this game before we move to the other game. 
Rob, 9 of 15, 75 yards, um, no no touchdowns, had a rushing touchdown. Actually, had a really good game rushing. He had uh, 67 yards, or 76 yards, I'm sorry, uh, and the rushing touchdown. They only had one offensive score in this game. Um, Liam had to catch 17 yards, also the pick six. Spo, two catches, 25 yards. Tommy had uh, two catches, 15 yards, and a sack. Pete, two catches, 13 yards, and... Um, Mahmoud had a pass breakup, and yeah, Matt Battle also had a pass breakup. And for the Bills, Suroff, 11-18, yards, uh, had two passing touchdowns, one to Q and one to Femi. Uh, also had four carries, 28 yards, and two touchdowns rushing. Q, two catches, 29 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a sack and a pass breakup, three tackles. Zach, two catches, 27 yards, two interceptions, and a pass breakup. Uh, Prem had one catch, seven yards. Femi, four catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown. His breakout game this season, his first year. Saw him the night before, actually. We were I saw Femi basketball. last night. He, yeah. was at, he was at Monroe last night, and he was like, um, yo, I love the league. It's live. He's like, I just started listening to the podcast, so shout out to Femi. Jeez. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I'm happy he is, though. Uh, Mir, one catch, seven yards. Coburn, one catch, eight yards. And DeRose had a sack. All right, let's move on to the other, other 11-15 game of the week. Falcons versus the Seahawks. Stinker. Seahawks Let's start egg. off by saying this. Uh, Jack, a.k.a. the Reaper, a.k.a. the Goon, uh, another two-interception week on the season. And Bimbo was phenomenal. Justin uh, had a few – what, do you have a few touchdowns in this game? Yeah, three. No, no, no. He had three uh, interceptions. Three one interceptions, pick one pick six. So he was all over the field. Jack had two picks. Uh, they, they had six interceptions total as a team. They were everywhere. Absolute routing. They were dominant. Kurtzman. I don't really know what else to say. They, I don't know if they want us to get like they want us to guess at their head, but they took care of business. They came in and absolutely dominated that football game from the moment it started to the moment it finished. Chase was never settled in the pocket, and like we've been saying, you can rush two and get effective pressure and drop five in coverage. That is very hard for any quarterback to um, be able to maneuver. So maneuver and get that ball down the field with five guys in coverage, but Chase did not have it. Six Chase did not have it at all, and. I want to also mention this, um, the red zone. They move the ball to Seahawks. They just don't convert in the red zone. Yeah. I don't know what it may be, but they need to have different plays or a different philosophy when they get on that side of the field. Um, Kurtzman, tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe maybe more design runs in the red zone. Maybe yeah. maybe something like that to get in because we pulling, see the Falcons do it. Yeah, pulling linemen, um, tra- um um, down blocking. There's a lot of different things you can do if you have good linemen. They got Johnny Samarco out there that they could definitely be a lead blocker for them. Uh, Paul, another big body. Hopefully he comes back uh, next week. I know he's been out a few weeks. Um, they just didn't come to play at all. They had no energy. The Falcons, as always, bring the energy. Jack bringing the energy. Justin bringing the energy. Sedano always talking. Um, like I said, man, they came out and dominated this game. The offense really wasn't that great, but the defense kept giving them so many opportunities to keep scoring. You, you win the turnover battle 6 nothing. you're going to blow out a team 37-6 like we see in this score for today, from Saturday, I mean. I don't really know what else to say. The Seahawks are obviously going to burn this film after watching it one time and then never watch it again. Falcons, enjoy the big win. You guys got to do- dominate That. Yeah, we mentioned before this game that turnovers were going to be the key for them to be competitive. They had to limit their turnovers. And they did or the play opposite. a mistake-free game. And did they, they just the opposite. The opposite, and, and, and we saw what the results were. Yeah, no, um, there's nothing really more you could say about the Falcons. Every one of their playmakers made plays on this day. Um, IB called me, said he didn't think he played very well. 
I said, yeah, you definitely missed some throws. That, mm. and he knows he did. But listen, when you're when your your team is that good on defense, allowing 17 points per game through six games this season, the, the offense doesn't need to be great. It doesn't need to be perfect week to week when your defense is only allowing 17 points. IB is more than capable of getting at least three touchdowns on the board every week. Yeah, like, like Jack says, stop playing with that boy. You got to keep an eye and know where he is on that field at all times. Yeah, Jack's becoming a uh, uh, we don't want to th- he's and Reed. Yeah, not running the throw near where he is on the field. Um, he makes plays. He jumps on the ball. He takes chances. He knows. He- I think one of the big things for Jack is you know I have so many other good athletes around me in the secondary that I can take my chances because if I for some reason I don't know the ball you anticipate something wrong and there's someone else open. You have other guys there that are able to make plays for you. Jack takes full advantage of that, and he is showing why he is one of the premier defensive backs in this league. Um, yeah. Even to playmakers, I'll call it. Yeah, and listen, it helps when on, on either side of him, he's got Justin and, and, and IB on yeah, the exactly. other side. Yeah, exactly. No, for sure. Th- those are three great athletes in the secondary. Yeah, don't forget Johnny, don't forget Sedano. On the no way. Yeah. They, got, they, got guys they were phenomenal. Not much to say about the Seahawks. Like you said, Chase knows he played bad. That team knows they played poorly. Not much to say on it. Uh, Falcons look phenomenal. You could easily make the case that they're the best team in the league right now, coming off of you know really good back-to-back wins for them. With that being said, Kurtzman, get into the stats on this one. Uh, IB finished 11-22, 137 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Justin, four catches, 31 yards, and a touchdown. Also had the three interceptions and the aforementioned pick six. A pass breakup and an also conversion caught. Jack had four catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a pick six. Also threw a touchdown to IB. Um, two interceptions on the day, three tackles. Johnny McLevy, just an interception, three tackles. Not a lot of offensive work for him. You know, week to week with that offense, so many good guys. You're gonna touches are always limited. Um, Jason Ramos had a catch for eight yards. Played very well on the offensive and defensive line for the Falcons. He's been playing very consistently all year. Will O'Neill, another three flag grabs. He's been very good at making tackles in this league for sure. A very underrated part of their defense. Sedano, two catches, 41 yards, a sack, and a pass breakup. Three tackles. He was everywhere in this game. Uh, and IB, two catches, 12 yards, and also had a touchdown catch as well as a conversion catch. Mm. For the Seahawks, Chase, 14 of 26, 113 yards, one touchdown, six interceptions. Say, listen, put the game behind you. Move on to the next week. Move on to the next one. Uh, Joe Pip, three catches, 32 yards, five tackles, one pass breakup. Johnny Samarco, two catches, 15 yards. Uh, Steve Schaefer, five catches, 24 yards. Five catches? Huge day for Jason Gomes. <laughs> huge day. For- Jason huge wasn't day there. For- huge day. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, he was. He was. Jason huge was day there. for Steve Schaefer. No, no, huge day for Steve, but uh, Jason is, is Steve's number clients. one fan by far. Uh, Emery, two catches, 28 yards. Jack Kujit, his first touchdown of the season, 12-yard touchdown. Their only score of the day. Also had an interception. Uh, Luigi, one catch, two yards. And um, Chase also had a sack as well as 30 rushing yards on the day. All right, let's get into the last game of the day, the Panthers versus the Patriots. I did not disappoint. Out, did not disappoint. Tommy Godlante back at it again. Um, you after, picked against him, I pick, and I picked him. You can't call yourself the, fa- the fan club president if you pick against him. You're forgetting I'm also the, fan, the president of Augie fan club. And I okay, picked okay. This was my last chance for Augie to win MVP. Now I pick against Augie every week because he let me down on winning MVP this year. Fair enough, fair enough. But, um, uh, not Tommy. Uh... Tommy was absolutely great again. I think early in the game, they, they were all got off to a slow start, but they really picked it up. Um, noticeably, when Abby came, Abby, first off, this is what we say this about Abby. Abby. I hope you're listening to this too. Abby, I don't care that he shows up even like five minutes late, ten minutes late. That is what it is. 
It's the fact that Abby's on late, and then he takes 20 minutes to stretch and then get on the field. And he was hurt. And I will say, he was definitely playing hurt. He was definitely hobbled. I'm happy that you stretched. But just get there earlier so you could stretch. And even if you take off the first two possessions of the game, then at least at least it's not the first five possessions, the four possessions of the game. Yeah. But Abby was a beast. Um, Connor was really doing a number until Abby got on the field. Call it how it is. Um... Connor, you know, caught two deep balls from, from Abby, er, I mean, from Augie early, went over and handed Abby the ball, and Abby's like, all right, now I got to get in the game. Abby comes, starts cooking up, hurt a little bit, definitely hobbled out there with the hamstring, but definitely did his thing. Uh, Tommy was throwing darts all over the field once again, throwing deep ball. Pauly, I thought, caught a touchdown in this game, if I'm not mistaken, Kurtzman, right? Pauly oh, did catch touchdown. Pauly had a touchdown in this game. We, we were talking about getting him a little bit more involved, and he definitely did. You know, Giuseppe's going to be, like I said, Giuseppe's there at 9 a.m. He was definitely ready to play as well. They looked really good, the Patriots. Their team looked phenomenal. Tommy looked really good. Defensively, I thought after those two deep balls, and maybe, you know, you figure it out, hey, we can't just let Connor Romano be one-on-one. Uh, they, they cleaned it up in the second half, and they played much better. And like we talked about earlier, this is definitely a lower seed that you will not want to see in the playoffs. Getting their second win in a row, this team looks like they've turned the corner, Chris. Man. Yeah, no, they definitely have turned the corner, and um, I've been on this Tommy thing as long as, probably as long as you have. He throws darts over the field. He finds the open guy. He's more than athletic enough to make plays with his feet, even though he doesn't really use his feet enough, I feel like. I feel like he relies a lot on his arm, which, listen, great arm and all, but um, the there's a lot he could get on his feet, I feel like, sometimes. But he makes a lot of plays with his arm, and uh, I can't say enough about how he's progressed as a quarterback so quickly in this league. Um, I think we all kind of knew he'd be decent at best. With the the um, at worst, decent, at worst, I mean, decent at worst, due to his strictly because of his arm talent, and he's been playing the game of football for a long time. He figured out what works and what doesn't. He has receivers that are very good: Abby, Paulie, Christian, um, Giuseppe, uh, Kodros, Austin, good lineman uh, receiving the ball. He's had a lot of good weapons. I think he's finally just, uh, figuring out how to use his team the correct way, and. Um, I'm really excited to see how far the Patriots can take this one because they're a team that's hot, two and zero off the bye. It changes it changes teams sometimes. Dad, how did you feel about this game? Uh, this was a, a prime time win for Galante that I was looking for, at uh, well deserved. But it really was a game of two halves. I thought they were horrible in the first half. The, the Patriots, they got I think the, the, the one score they had was a gift that they got inside the five yard line, yes. and it was an easy score. Other than that, they did not move the ball at all in the first half. While the Panthers were moving the ball at will, you know, throwing the ball downfield, connecting on deep passes, and the second half was reversed. Yeah, uh, Panthers um, uh, went into a funk, couldn't move the ball. Scoreless second half. Yeah, and and the Patriots, the Patriots were all over. Uh, great, great, uh, great passing by Tommy. Great, uh, the, the game winner by Abby was a phenomenal reception. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I'm sad that he got hurt on that play, but he was hurt coming in. But yeah, definitely out of it. You know, I'm glad to see this team. Moving the ball. Yeah, they're rounding into form. Let's rip into the uh, into the Panthers now. Emotional locker room after the game. Yes. Um, tempers were flaring. Tempers were definitely flaring. What do you think the problem with the Panthers was, Kurtzman? Um, I just think that their offensive line failed all game. And I'm gonna call it how it is. That la- those last two, absolutely. those last two three possessions in the second half, Augie had no time to throw. He was um, catching the snap late. The ball was high. He didn't know where the snap was going to go each time. And I know as a quarterback in this league, when you don't really know where the snap's going to end up each play, it throws off it throws off your mind and your timing and everything. And Augie's timing was 100% thrown off. 
Um, I'm also going to rip an Augie. Yeah, I ripped into him before. You have to have better in-game adjustments. Like, you saw the snaps weren't, it wasn't working. You got to just do something different, move guys around. I know that it's been working. They were 3-2 and two going into this game. Winning record played well, obviously, through this season so far. Um, but, listen, games, different games and different um, personnel going against different teams you got to change up your game plan sometimes. I think that the in-game adjustments is what Augie needs to improve at, and I think he'll learn from this. He'll realize that there's sometimes things just aren't working. You gotta, you can't just keep trying to fight through them. You gotta kind of change it up. Dad, you have anything else you want to say on Augie? Yeah, I, and here's a name I don't mention a lot, and I really should because I thought he played phenomenally, a phenomenal game. Joe Denoya. Mm. Yeah, no, he drew the assignment of covering Giuseppe, which is no easy task. I thought he was great, and I will, co- I will just cover it now. Held him to three catches on ten targets. So to. And had an interception and a pass breakup. Played great. A quarter touchdown. But here's the thing about him. That kid never gives up from opening whistle to the very last second of the game. You'll never see him with his head down. He's into the game. At every point, he still thinks his team could come back and win. And that's the kind of guy you want on your football team. If I had a team, he'd be on my team every single time. I love that kid. I thought he had a great game. Yeah, no, and honestly, I agree with you. He's kind of the guy who, he's like the only one on that team that really brings the energy yeah. um, vocally. Um, we know Matt talks a lot of shit, but I was the, I was really only hearing Joe Noya's voice when they were like, yo, come on, let's get a stop. Like, it's third down. Like, yeah. just little things like that to give your team a little extra, all right, like, it's third down. Let's get a stop. Um, I just think that Joe played a great game. He was a big reason why they were even in that game. Um, Connor with the two big touchdowns. Augie made some incredible throws in the first half. Um, the Patriots obviously made whatever adjustments were needed to be made to win this game in the second half. Offense started moving the ball very fluently in the second half. Um, I know we play them this week, so I have my work cut out for me on the film this week. Got to make sure I'm ready to go. Um, Tommy can dot up his own. He can dot up man if your guy gets Oh, you beat. play the Patriots week. Yeah, we do play the Patriots week, so it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I don't know if you're stupid enough to pick against me twice, but... Uh, it seems like you might be after last <laughs> week. Um, no, but all in all, I think the Panthers can rebound from this game. They have the athletes on their team to make plays. They've been without Nick Zalek for the last two weeks. I think he can be a big contributor going into the second half of the season. I think Augie is determined to not allow his season to go to shit. 3-3 three and three now, I think, as Robert Tanyan scores his second touchdown of the game and TJ freaks out oh, internally. Taz, Taz put you on. Taz put um, you no, um, I really think the Patriots are about to make a nice little run here. All right, Carson, give me the stats on this one. For the Panthers, Augie 11 at 23, 154 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, just three rushes for 19 yards. Would have loved to see him use his feet more. Also had three tackles on defense. Connor Romano, four catches, 103 yards. His second 100-yard game of the season. Two touchdowns on 11 targets. Also had a pass breakup. Joe Noya, three catches, 20 yards, and a touchdown on six targets. Two tackles, an interception, and a pass breakup. What a day for Joe Noya. Mamarola, two catches, 16 yards, and a pass breakup. Verdesco, one catch, 14 yards. Liam Riley, one catch, five yards on two targets. For the Patriots, Tommy Galanti, 12 of 20, 122 yards, four touchdowns and a pick, one tackle and a pass breakup on defense. Paulie Caldonado, two catches, 49 yards, two touchdowns, also had an interception and three pass breakups. Giuseppe, three catches, 24 yards. Austin, one catch, three yards and a touchdown, two tackles and a sack. Abby, one catch, 18 yards and a touchdown. Christian, two catches, 15 yards, two tackles and a pass breakup. Kevin Christie, one catch, two yards, also had three tackles and a pass breakup. And uh, Dane Lupton, four catches, 25 yards, and caught both conversions, also had two sacks. It's a big day if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, catching two conversions as well as having two sacks on defense. Good game for Dane Lupton. Absolutely. All right, let's do our power rank. Our let's do dogs of the week, and then our power rankings, and then we will end the podcast for the ten o'clock game. My first dog of the week. I'm gonna go with Mark DeMeo. Um, I'm gonna go with Mark because go watch the film. He was throwing people all over the field. 
When the film is out, make sure you guys check that out. Watch and specifically key in on Mark. The game wasn't that close, but Mark was absolutely dominant throwing people all over the field the entire day. Um, and for my game, we're going with Scott Thompson. Uh, first game without Julius, so we need someone to step up. He made a couple of big catches. Um, had five tackles on the game, uh, two on the last drive, which made them have fourth and difficult at the end of the game. Uh, and he made a lot of big plays for us, so dog of the week for Scott Thompson. Uh, for the Panthers, I'm going to go with Joe uh, Denoya. Uh, excellent game, both offensively and defensively. Like I said, Joe's bringing the energy. Uh, had a couple one of the toughest defenders. Uh, Tougher receivers in the league. I thought Joe was fantastic. Yeah. Bill's game. Bill's Ravens. Femi. Blocking. Making a lot of big plays. This was his first breakout game of the of the of his career in, yeah. the, uh, in the flag league. Making himself available for Suroff when he got off the line and um, was going out for a pass. Femi made a couple guys miss. Very good game for him. Very happy to see him have a breakout uh, week this week. And in the Falcons-Seahawks game... Going with the whole Falcons defense. Yeah. They stepped up. Six interceptions. Three by Justin. Two by Jack. Two pick sixes. They were in Chase's face all day. Defensive line of Jiggy, who had a sack. Sedano was uh, rushing all day long, making plays for them. Whole defense deserves dog of the week for the Falcons, for sure. A league-leading 17 points per game led up by that defense. All right. Let's go into our power rankings as the last portion of the podcast. Through halfway through the season. I'm going to do them off the top of my head. I'm not even going to pause it. I'm just going to go off the top of my head right now. All right. Sounds good. One. I have the Lions. Two, I have the Falcons. Three, I have the Dolphins. Four, I have the Patriots. Five, Panthers. Six, uh, Cardinals. Seven. Hmm. Hmm. Seven. Who do I want to go with at seven? Throw a suggestion out there. Mm, you can go Bill. I have four teams Bills, left. Seahawks, Packers, Bucks. Those are the people. Packers. You have Packers at seven. Packers, Bucks. It's Bills, Seahawks, Packers, Ravens. Packers, Bucks, Bills, Seahawks, Ravens. That's my new power rankings. For you? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Lions first, Falcons second, Dolphins third. I still got the Cardinals up fourth. I got the Panthers fifth, Bills, Bucks, Patriots, Seahawks, Ravens. And the reason are you, why... Are you, I'm okay, down, you are you watching you the watch? games? What'd you watch? The Patriots just beat the Panthers and... They, you got the Bills over the Patriots? What are you watching? Yeah, I got the Bills over the Patriots. They beat them. In the first yeah, game. I was in oh, week, one. week one. All right. Y'all, right. Tommy well, Galante, you're listening yeah, to this. Let's just know. Take offense. People that are take that personally. Yeah, take, take that personally. That is, that is horrible. That's horrible. That's horrible. Take that personally. He's a sixth seed in real life. You have him ninth in the power He's rankings? Going, I, 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 calm down. Let's calm down. He has two wins. One against the, the, the Ravens, who beats nobody. And the other one he had against Augie. That's a How good win. That's one good Sons. win. Oh, and what have they? What have, what have the Bills done? What have the Bills done? What have they done? They beat they, the Ravens and the Patriots. Six. Are they not two and three? What? Are they not two and, and three? And so are the Patriots. And with a win over the fucking Patriots. In week one, when the yeah. Patriots weren't the same I, team, they, they still got right the win now. over. I'm not going to give it to a team that. They beat, that who did they beat? They beat. Okay, so you so you have the Patriots at nine. They beat the Patriots and they beat the uh, Ravens. Listen, the Patriots can move up with no problem. I'm just going. You're asking me what my my opinion is. It's my opinion. I got to see the oh, Patriots boy. win more games against elite teams. Oh, Tommy, take the that. The Bills personally. have beat no elite teams yet, though. Who the Bills beat? The Patriots they, just beat. They, they beat the Ravens. Bill, Bills, Bills are in games. So the, so the Bills don't. What need games to, are they wait, in? Wait, so the Bills, wait, so wait, the wait, Bills so are in games, but the, but the Patriots aren't. The Bills. The Patriots were one score against Sobes. They the lost by 70 need, to the Falcons. The Bills don't need to win big games for you, but the Patriots do. That's my question to you, because you just said the Bills have to win. Oh, the Patriots listen, need to win big games. They, if, if they both have two wins, and one one team's got to win over the other team. I'm going with that team. How about update your power rankings from week one? But they just, but you just said 
they are you go oh well they're in games no actually the Patriots Let's are see. actually in games do, I, and do Bills... I get on you for your picks this is what I'm going with you don't like my picks suck a dick <laughs> <laughs> with that being said we will catch Jesus. you guys later in the week on the preview pod Peace. week 6 shout out to Obertree shout out to Chaos for sponsoring the podcast as always we'll catch you guys then peace